Welcome to Data in the Digital Age, a CIO podcast series brought to you by Oracle in partnership with Intel. My name is James Henderson, Editorial Director of CIO in Asia, and during this two-part program, we will outline how CIOs can create successful and sustainable data management strategies. We will assess the state of the market from a digital transformation perspective, the key challenges impacting CIOs today, and crucially, the next steps to take to ensure data management success. Welcome to episode one, why data is driving digital transformation. In this episode, we will assess the state of the market from a digital standpoint in Asia Pacific, alongside highlighting the rising impact of emerging technologies. Then we will deep dive into the key digital challenges facing CIOs today, before outlining how data is shaping enterprise strategies going forward. Our guest speaker is Han Chung Heng, Senior Vice President of Asia Pacific and Japan and EMEA at Oracle. Han is responsible for Oracle's cloud and engineered systems business, drawing on more than 25 years of IT industry experience. Welcome, Han. Broadly speaking, Han, we've looked at digital transformation across Asia Pacific, and you can assess it from a geography perspective or sector. But what's your take on the state of the market so far in 2020? So we, we are living in the era of globalization and in disruptions. We can call this a, a era of continuous connections and rapid changes. Uh, when I was talking to executives and, and C-suite uh, just last year, a lot of them predict that there will be significant disruptions over the next few years because of new technology, higher expectation and new competition. You see a lot of digital discussion or digital economy become a boardroom agenda. So it's either you innovate or die. So with that as, as a backdrop, um, and, and we talk about digital economy and digital transformation, it's really about the process in which we incorporate digital technology in our company's business model. This will help us to thrive in this uh, new digital economy that I talked about earlier. And even for startups, in the last few years, you've seen how startups have leveraged technologies to derive exponential growth. Example, Slack and, and Zoom. So when you look at digital transformation in the context of Asia-Pacific, I think you know it started a few years back. Initially, it's a lot of hype, but now it's no longer just a hype or future state. It is really something that we need to consider the next few years as an initiative that needs to be woven into uh, every fabric of uh, an organization. Now, I also spoke to IDC quite a fair bit, and they predict that uh, this expenditure or spend on ICT for digital transformation will grow to about 55% in the next couple of years from about 41% uh, this year. So we're actually seeing a lot of these changes happening in Asia Pacific. And just on that point, Han, that's a really good point you made around firstly boardroom agenda that it's starting to become more of a priority for the business not just the CIO and backed up with the RDC research what we see anecdotally and I'm sure you're the same in Asia Pacific just speaking and engaging with CIOs there's no question and given what you've just said that digital transformation ranks high on the agenda if not one two or three in the priority scale but the implementation and the execution usually seems to be the part that lacks so in terms of perception versus reality, how are CIOs actually executing on this compared to, you know, I'm sure there's a difference between wanting to do something and actually doing it. Digital transformation is indeed high on the CIO's agenda or even in the C-suite. But when you talk about implementation of digital transformation, you have to first look at the digital maturity. Uh, many analysts look at this different way. So, for example, uh, when you look at Gartner, uh, when they describe the maturity of digital transformation, they look at whether they are initiating or they are already maturing. Enterprise that are initiating 
digital transformation are really looking at, yeah, they have the ambition and desire to do so. They start to design product that, that is uh, digital in nature or even business model or processes that's digital in nature. But when they become more and more mature, they will start to scale to actually even further refine their digital business to seek new opportunity. That's from a digital maturity point of view from Gartner. Now, if you look at another analyst, you will talk about digital maturity curve uh, and that's IDC. They describe companies or enterprise that they approach this in many ways, like being ad hoc, uh, where the IT initiative are disconnected or aligned with the business to opportunistic, uh, where in a business do identify the need to develop a digital enhanced customer-driven business strategy, for instance, to repeatable, manage and optimize. Those are really the disruptors. Just on that one, Han, I'm guessing the ad hoc especially, I imagine that doesn't necessarily lend itself to long-term success. I know there's occasions where some things are just very good off the cuff, but I imagine the key here is to create a sustainable long-term digital strategy rather than just the, the offshoots and the little projects it, here and there. Absolutely right. So again, if you look at Asia-Pacific uh, and, and see how the different stages are like ad hoc to optimize where they are truly disruptors, uh, you will see that China, India, Korea, and ANZ, these four regions, they are really the digital player and, and their business IT goals are pretty much aligned at the enterprise level. Even to the extent, these four regions, they can even be transformers, if you were the stage four of uh, the maturity curve. Southeast Asia, they are, you know, they're still, I think, in an exploratory mode. Business has identified the need to develop a digitally enhanced customer-driven business strategy, but execution, it's on a project basis. So again, it differs by countries and also industry. Now, when you look at the digital maturity and how execution is done for uh, digital transformation, it, it has to be led at the top. So the executives have to lead the charge for digital transformation. So it got to be a top-down initiative, often led with a, a visionary C-suite, whether it's CIO or CEO, uh, more so CEO, in fact. And, and it makes sense because it requires all levels of organization to, to work together, to work hand-in-hand. Uh, instead of uh, doing in silo. So an example would be DBS, for instance. DBS, uh, it's a uh, fifth bank in Singapore, and they want to be number one bank in five years. And the CEO embarked on a transformational journey uh, where you talk about three key areas. The first is digital to the core, where the strategy is about data and the cloud. Uh, they want to embed themselves in the customer's journey to be really customer-centric. And though they have 22,000 staff, right? They want all the staff to have an innovation culture to become entrepreneurial and to try and fail. So with that, they were able, because of their digital strategy, to become number one just in four years uh, for Singapore uh, in 2013. In fact, by 2018, DBS become the world best bank uh, that was announced a couple of years back. So indeed, it is something that has to lead from the top. Just on that, Han, it's a great example, very timely on DBS. We, we um, speak to DBS quite often as well from our, on our CIO website. And, you know, even some of the language they use around, they, they speak as a technology company now rather than necessarily a bank, which obviously they, they absolutely are a bank, but just their language and approach. And as you say, it's a, almost from a top down, but a bottom up as well to ensure the entire organization comes along. I just want to uh, bring in the, the emerging technology side of this as well, because this comes up a lot with CIOs in terms of they almost have a conveyor belt of technologies to pick from now from an emerging solution standpoint. You know, AI, machine learning, IoT, 5G, cloud, analytics, almost take your pick in terms of what you can use within your organization. 
where do you begin to process them in terms of their impacts on digital transformation? There's almost so much to choose from, but where do you get started and which ones are likely to have the most impact in your opinion? Well, you're absolutely right, James. Indeed, in one of the surveys done with the CIO, it's a, it's a Gartner CIO agenda that was done last year. Uh, and they went through all the game changer technology or, or emerging technology, where we asked enterprises around uh, about 600 of those, uh, you know, what technology do they expect to be a game changer for the organization? Um, so obviously, their immersive experience, AR, VR, they have cybersecurity, business intelligence, ERP, API, robotic process, uh, automation, and things like that. Now, most of them, they, they, they represent about 11, 12% of the choice uh, from this uh, uh, CIO. But mm-hmm. a lot of people put their focus on four areas in particular. 11% of them chose cloud, cloud computing. 12% of those uh, interviewed chose internet of things. And 26 of those uh, interviewed chose data analytics as a game changer technology. And guess what? AI represents 34% of, of all the response that says that AI will be a game changer technology uh, going forward. And again, there's been a lot of use cases, uh, as we have known, chatbot, process auto- optimization, mm-hmm. fraud detection, facial recognition, sentiment analysis, things like that. So yeah, these this, are uh, what we see as key technologies uh, that will drive digital transformation. And just on those four, I mean, IoT, cloud, cloud definitely makes, makes sense across APAC. Data analytics seems to be rising more and more in terms of priorities for CIOs, and we'll get to that even more into the, into the podcast. And obviously, AI and machine learning, as you mentioned, seems to be gaining in prominence. From a, from a CIO perspective, and all of that is, you know, it seems to be happening in the market, and we're seeing more and more examples around success stories in terms of these deployments. But on the flip side, and to almost add a dose of realism to the, to the podcast for the benefit of our CIO audience, what are some of the challenges and roadblocks that you see coming up ahead? Because you can kind of say that the common ones exist, such as legacy, budget, mindshare, buy-in within the organization. They can technically be applied to any project in any type of deployment. But in relation of digital and given all of these new technologies that are at the disposal of businesses now, what are some of those blockers almost that are preventing CIOs from initiating this change? So I think the key challenge uh, will be, and as we described, the maturity curve of uh, digital transformation, where they could be in early stages developing or maturing stage, and, and how the extent to which uh, this digital technology actually have transformed an organization's processes, talent engagement, as well as their customers' engagement model, right? Uh, the, the challenge really is a few things. I think it's a lack of the understanding of what digital transformation entails. There's so much uh, vendor types out there. Everybody claimed to be focused on digital transformation. And you know, there's also a lack of entrepreneurial spirit in, in, at the top. Uh, in many of the traditional organizations, they're pretty risk-adverse. So the leadership mindset and the willingness to change uh, is something that, that is uh, preventing a lot of adoption of this kind of new technology. Funding is another issue. So uh, how much money do they put for digital transformation? Now, this is an important task, but a lot of this started with consulting work. And Casanova doesn't get into the implementation stage as early. So when you look at KPIs, some of the KPIs are sort of outdated. They look at things uh, that when you invest in something, you have to have some return. And digital transformation does take a long time. Security concern. So we talk about transformation technology like cloud computing. There is always security concern whether 
this technology will be secure? Will there be data security? And also there are data residency issue regulations by countries. Uh, and one more thing that is uh, a lack of organizational agility. Many of the companies or enterprise, they are organized in a very traditional way. There's a C-level CEO, then there's a CIO. The CIO will have uh, IT department that look after the hardware infrastructure, look after the networking part, look after the application, and one look after the database. Now, all these four should come together, but this created you know, silos of innovation, if you will, when they do the digital transformation initiative. And you also end up with a lot of shadow IT. And the procurement mm-hmm. model uh, didn't really help because the, the traditional model of, you know, you have to go bid and you have to raise an RFP. How do you raise an RFP for transformational activities that we are seeing today? And that, I think, are one of the challenges of uh, the CIO, even though the benefits of digital transformation is so apparent. Yeah, and just on, the, just want to pick you up on a few of those uh, detailed points, Han, especially around, there seem to be a, a mix of, obviously, the technology side, but the, the business challenges and the structure. And as you mentioned around the, almost the KPIs and the, the behavior within a business. It's, I suppose, digital transformation, and that, maybe that's why it's called digital transformation. There's the digital technology side, but the transformation really will, will come largely in part in the structure and the approach of the business. Do you think it's just sometimes too big to, or too difficult to comprehend in terms of, there's not a defined dictionary definition around digital transformation. Everyone interprets it differently, which can be a positive, of course, do you think it, it's quite difficult for CIOs to know where to start on this journey? Um, actually, not not necessarily. It's uh, you know obviously we got to we got to learn and understand the whole notion of digital transformation, the technology, uh, and we'll talk a bit about that later on the data part. Mm-hmm. But if you look at in Asia Pacific, there are benefits, and the C, CIOs and CEO knows the benefits. So in some of those uh, discussion we have with our customers in the region, or even surveys that that are available between. 2017 to 2020 this year, there are a few areas that CIOs and CEO looks at that uses digital transformation to improve their business. So digital transformation initiative can help improve profit margin. Right? Mm. This, this is very clear. It helps to improve productivity. Um, it helps to improve the ability to connect with customer, greater customer intimacy through loyalty program and retention program. It helps to reduce costs. And in fact, we help to increase revenue by having new product and services that is uh, uh, transformed through digital transformation. Surveys uh, of executives across different verticals as well, they understand the benefit of transformation to improve operational efficiency, faster time to market, and even changing customer expectations. So all these are pretty clear using those digital technologies that we have. I think that the challenge is how do they see this emerging technology bringing transformation to work. Mm. And just on the, I mean, it, it's an important point and it's almost one that we could, you know, go on go on and on with around the, the challenges and everything's different for every organization, as you mentioned, but you raised a good point around data and obviously the, that's the overarching theme of the, the podcast in terms of how data is driving digital transformation. So given the state of the market and obviously, as you know, Asia Pacific is very diverse, but given the maturity levels, and the ranking high on the agenda for CIOs and some of the roadblocks that you've outlined, how does everything come back? How do all roads lead back to data? What's the role of data in all of this? So data, I would say, is at the heart of digital transformation. Uh, and we look across all industry and all spectrum of the business. So gene therapy, for instance, uses data to help you discover uh, new treatment for diseases. Uh, marketing analytics, for instance, using marketing to help identify uh, what's the best way to approach uh, a market? 
the future factory, factory 4.0, they use a lot of data and, and digital to drive automation and, and production. Uh, many companies now, e-commerce company, advertising company, are monetizing, using data to monetize the way they reach out to the market and then segment. Smart cities, for example, and, and smart city is a major investment across Asia Pacific, whether it's in Singapore, in Malaysia, in Thailand, in the Philippines, Cambodia, Myanmar. They're all developing smart city and connected government. All these require data at the core. Uh, mm. Fraud detection, most important, and you see a lot of this coming up, it's really understanding how data can be used uh, to help us, help us understand a customer better in this new economy where you know, these are all driven by the new generation of the millennials and the Gen Z. Customer experience is extremely important. So to become data-driven, one of the things that we are seeing is IoT. We talked about Internet of Things earlier. There will be 30 billion devices that will be connected to the internet by 2020. All right? So that's one, one data point. Mm -hmm. uh, many companies are already picking artificial intelligence and machine learning as their most significant data initiative for this year. Uh, I will explain further. But still, a lot of the enterprise are finding it or still struggling to become data-driven. Right? So this, that's why it's become a key priority for, for many of them. So I, I guess um, transformation and technology need to lead with the data. Digital transformation need to be data-driven. Just a, a, it's a great actual segue into our second episode, which will be out around the, the data management strategy and actually the how part around how CIOs create this, which we will address in the, in the next episode. But before, I, before we finish, Han, if I may, I'd just like to bring in the Oracle perspective on this in terms of you know, data in the enterprise today. You've mentioned how highly ranked data analytics is in particular alongside digital transformation for CIOs. From an Oracle perspective, what's your place in this, in the data story within an enterprise? Unfortunately, I think uh, enterprise today are still focused on a lot on cost savings. And I think the, the way we should look at transformation and, and data is really to look at cost to serve rather than cost savings. Now, many organizations, enterprise are organized by uh, traditional IT, pretty silo, as I, as I mentioned. Mm. Uh, they have uh, application tier, web tier, database tier, infrastructure, networking, uh, versus a new way of measuring by Agile. Now, we do understand that to be data-driven is actually very challenging. All right, think about uh, data quality, data sharing. There's a deluge of data, um, data silos. Many enterprises wanted to really look for a way to have a single source of truth. And there's data privacy issue, there's a data security issue, and so on. You can, you can sort of name all those new things that is coming out. Now, uh, just a month ago, on the Straits Time, there's this uh, article on data literacy. And that data is playing a bigger role in how organizations in Singapore do business, but employees are still struggling to keep up. And this is a common issue across Asia Pacific. A lot of people surveyed said that they felt overwhelmed or unhappy when working with data in Singapore, right? And only 16% of employees in Singapore, for example, are confident of their data literacy skills. So data literacy is extremely important, right? To be able to read, work, analyze, and communicate with data. So in Oracle, what we've done is uh, we've actually wrote a paper on rediscovering trust in your data and security, really to help you understand in the interviews we've done across the region, how much do business leaders trust in their data management practices, right? And again, this will help them move forward thinking about transformation in terms of being data-driven. Uh, and if you can do that, I think this, this will help them accelerate their digital transformation journey.
Hannah, I want to say thank you very much for sharing your insights in the market, the new technology, some of the challenges, and an Oracle perspective. Thank you very much. Thank you, James. And on behalf of CIO, Oracle, and Intel, thank you for listening. Join us for episode two, how CIOs can create data-centric digital strategies. In the next episode, we will outline the formula required to create a long-lasting data management strategy to be used as a key driver in digital transformation efforts. We will also share CIO success stories in relation to data management while offering guidance on how technology leaders can maximize data in a digital context. On behalf of CIO, Oracle and Intel, thank you for listening.